0: and you don't just get honor and integrity overnight right you got to earn that it's a it's a marathon you got to and that's where confidence comes in too cuz if you know you're doing the right thing for the customer both with honor and integrity both in your communications and what you're trying to put them in and solve their problems then you know that confidence of if the teal goes south you did everything you could the right way you know for the customer
1: don't wait around
0: for the up bus
1: get in the driver's seat and take control of your operations are you ready to increase profitability, have better processes, and get proactive with your operations? Welcome to the Up Boss Podcast. Here's your hosts, Jason Harris and Jason Rice. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris. With Jason Rice, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Up Bus Podcast, where we get to talk about anything and everything we want to talk about. When it becomes when when it's when it's about being proactive in your dealership, not reactive. That's right. We want you to drive that bus, not sit around and wait for that bus. That's Jason, right. what's up? How you doing? How you man?
0: doing? Just waiting to uh, be uh, waiting around to be proactive. <laughs> to be proactive. <laughs> yeah get a good
1: weekend spend a little time with yeah, the kids fun. the dog
0: That's yep <laughs> yeah do some soccer games and all that fun <laughs> you the
1: know dog. um I, I know i you know i guess offside charges all the time right but we were just talking a little bit about how i, I finally moved into this house right and you know i was just thinking about i was moving to this house you know it's like i spent like nine months remodeling this place so you think you know Everything I could have possibly thought of to be in preparation for this coming because you know, it's not like it was a surprise. Like, I knew it was coming. I knew the day was coming. And still, even with all the preparation and everything, there's still I end up missing, you know, and You know, it's funny because I think it's going to kind of lead into or segue into kind of our our topics today. But this whole podcast is about just having this continuous mind of preparation, but also being prepared for when shit goes sideways, you know, what do you do? You know, it's like yeah. here. I mean, this week was a perfect example. I spent almost a year preparing for this and still managed to forget and mess up a couple of things. Um, but it's how we pivot, right? And it's
0: kind of like we, Christmas. It sneaks up on you every year, right? And you're like, oh, shit, it's Christmas. <laughs> like, we know it's coming. Yeah. A whole year ahead of time.
1: <laughs> you know, I think about it kind of when I was in the business, you know, uh, because where I was, we had crazy winters, you know, so there was definitely seasonality right in our service business and in our sales business and sometimes i'm almost kind of surprised it's like did you forget that white stuff falls from the ground and you know from the
0: ground. yeah. and
1: cars are four feet under that white stuff like <laughs> all about preparation uh yeah, today guys and and then that preparation i think is felt most in the customer experience you know when, it, when i really kind of think of some of the best customer experiences i've had I felt like there was just a substantial amount of effort behind that in preparation for me, you know, coming to the restaurant or, you know, going to the hotel or, you know, sitting down with, you know, that real estate agent or whatever it is. Actually, let's start there. Give me an example of one of the best customer experiences
0: you've had recently. Um. Well, we went to a restaurant after the game and we've gone there before and there was uh, over like an hour wait for food sometimes 30 minutes for a drink right we still left a decent tip for the server because we knew it wasn't their fault so anyways this was months ago then we went back and visited this this saturday and we're like is it gonna be the same kind of wait and everything and um, no, it was a better turnaround. And, and matter of fact, she came back and said, no, my manager, remembered you guys last time we made sure we took care of you guys and that yeah, 15 minutes, everything was good. So made her a night. That was fun. Well,
1: it, you know what? I think it's what it does for you, right? Like, you know, it, it I mean, the fact they remembered you, see, I, I think that's another big thing, right? I mean, we can talk about this and we'll talk about this when we go into process, you know, but I think one of the biggest processes we can build inside of dealership is the one to ensure that people are felt known. right? Like, isn't that super impactful? Like did did that feel good when they're like oh shit you remembered us?
0: Well yeah see well I mean what happened was and I don't know if you we you know told my wife this is kind of our form of tithing a bit but you know the we we didn't even get our food or nothing that night but we still oh, we tipped the the server fifty bucks and so she was she remembered us from that. <laughs> um and then you know turn around you know we basically doubled the tip this time around just uh to, to be nice again you know kind of make their night so you know it goes both ways too on that you know the um you got to be able to open your eyes and appreciate and see it too you know as a consumer but um on their end you know they made sure we're taken care of this time and so you know we we made sure we circled back around so who knows what kind of treatment I'm sure we'll get it would happen in sex. Next time, yeah. Long. Like I told my wife, I'm like, dang it, she's gonna expect like those kind of tips all the time. So well, Next but
1: you know coming. what though? I dig that. I mean, I think for everybody out there watching, listening right now, there's something to be said there, you know. You um you Get what you get out of it, right? Your uh, what's that karma? I don't know, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. do you, 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 what you put out in the world comes back into you, but comes back to you. And I think you know, uh, let's put that kind of into a dealership setting, right? Today, we're talking people, processing, technology. I think what we put out there is what can come back to us. Um, that's one thing to learn. Another thing to learn, guys, is if, if you're a waiter and you're watching or listening to this and you see Jason walk in. Yeah. grab them make sure you get that table um <laughs> make
0: sure you, no, you know my wife and i both waited tables our kids do it you know so we just kind of respect that that line of work because it's not easy and you know people are doing that for a reason you know and they're they are, trying they are to, you know most of them are just getting by and stuff at least we were when we were waiting tables and
1: Well, and it's such a huge impact on kind of that, just that overall experience. Um, And and I think that's actually, because look, our first topic of today, right, is how staff management and leadership, all right, let's call it attitudes and behaviors can cascade down and kind of shape that overall customer experience. Um, You know, this is just a good example, right? You you were, um, you're out eating and, you know, uh, you end up not even eating the first time. But yeah. that individual did quit still tried to create it, that experience so I'd love to kind of get your thoughts man on you know kind of setting the tone for the customer experience how are people influence you know the the dealership and the culture
0: yeah i mean at dealership especially cuz you know the salespersons the the first person that that the typically a customer is going to see so mm-hmm. you know i guess going there and helping them with their Instead, instead of trying to sell them something you know that goes all in qualifying, qualifying questions and stuff like that but you also got to find it in a way that you're not using some kind of script that every dealer, you know every every time a customer walks in the same dealership same questions um and so if you do it more on a personal level and get to understand and here I mean it all it takes is and this is the hard part to do is just go buy a car yourself somewhere <laughs> else or you know obviously your your current dealer probably which frown on that but at least go and act like you're a customer in another dealership see how you treat it and see what happens and then be able to then because again that's where we waited tables so we understood and that's why given you know we do decent job with tipping because we've been in their shoes before so uh that's the hard part is um being able to try to get the customers guard down because you know they're coming in and what they're expecting but mm-hmm. and, but also trying to do your job and and you know getting a sale but again you're not there you should be approaching it as you're there to help the customer instead of selling them something
1: well Um, it's it's that empathy see see i think what's interesting is you're able to kind of make this kind of immediate connection of mutual respect because you empathize with what their job is right and then but vice versa the waiter also empathizes with the customer so you know i i think one of the first steps that we can take you know is, is is to your to your point to your story is that we need to emphasize with the customer, you know, but I mean, we, there's, how can we expect them to kind of empathize with us or connect with us? You know, if things are going crazy and it's busy and it's, it's just, it's so much, but if we don't empathize with them, you know, knowing that they're gonna have to go through this experience because this is an experience we, we call it the customer journey, but it requires both, both parties to be a part of it.
0: You know? Yeah. And I think one of the worst things that can happen at the dealership is getting a customer to come back a couple of yeah. weeks, a couple of months, Down the road going you know this this vehicle's really not working for me i'd like to try to trade it in and and get something else and that happens a lot but the problem is when you go appraise the car and show them you know it's going to be five ten grand less than what they just bought it from Mm -hmm. from you two months ago and that really makes you look bad on top of it so if you don't really help figure out what they're trying to problem that they're trying to solve um and instead of just trying to get a deal and trying to get the deal with the most money on it um you know that that's again, the hard, I would say the hardest thing to do, but it's, it's pretty simple. It's not it, 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 you know, just trying to get the understanding where the customer's advice are, what the purpose of that vehicle is going to be and put them in the right car. Cause then you don't, you don't have to worry about that situation coming up.
1: Well, that that's that kind of natural intent to want to help someone. And you know, look, look. I understand, guys. Our goals and objective at the day is to move metal, service metal. Like, I, I get it. Okay, that 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 is our objective, and we never lose sight of that. Um, but there's a lot to be said where we can put our objectives, but at the center of the objectives, we can put the customer. And, you know, and then there's some amazing dealerships that are out there. I mean, you work with some amazing dealerships that do a great job of putting, you know, the customer kind of at the center of all of their all of their objectives and being that customer centric approach, you know, because I, I think when when we do that as leaders, then our people see that and they kind of naturally take that on themselves and, you know, put the customer, you know, first there you, you work with some, I know you work with some great operators. I know a couple yeah. of them. So you've seen this kind of play out.
0: Yeah. And it goes to the TO, right? You know, again, I yeah. think we talked about it last time about leadership and lean by example and getting off our seat and uh, talking to the customer. So as a manager, yeah, you want to be able to go in and, and again, qualifying questions trying to make sure you're getting in the right vehicle and you know emphasize to the customer hey we're not here to you know sell your car we're here to solve your problems and make sure you get the right vehicle for your needs and and so the sooner the dealer gets a manager gets involved in that that sales cycle with the customer just again lead by example makes it a little bit easier next time the salesperson has gotta have to handle that situation uh because maybe the the manager can't to the deal right now because they're busy or you're out in the lot you can't get the customer in the door um to be able to sit down and have these type of conversations with the customer. So, yeah, it goes back to leadership and, and again, confidence, you know, and that's one thing I've always learned with the sales, it wasn't so much, you know, what you knew and word tracks, it's just having the confidence that you're doing the right thing, but also have the confidence that you you know your product and maybe you don't know what the customer really wants and needs, but to be able to understand and listen to the customer and hear them versus just trying to, again, uh, get enough information to make a deal and put them on well, the, the biggest, gross car,
1: and 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 that's connecting with them, you know. And and look, I I think and I love the fact you bring up confidence, like I really do, right? Because I've I've tried to reverse engineer for many many years those that have confidence and those that don't, and there are certain traits. I, I I'm I really enjoy uh, identifying patterns, right? When, you know, when I meet people or I go into a new business or something like that, and and one of the things I've found with some of the most confident people out there is that their confidence comes from them partly because who they are as individuals, but a big part of their confidence comes from their process, meaning something that they have been taught how to do consistently and feel confident in executing it, right? Because, you know, like, you don't just wake up one day and jump on a bike and, and, and you know, go 25 miles. You know, there, there's yeah. a process to that, right? But But through executing that process, you become more confident and you can do the five miles and now the five miles turns into 10 and the 10 turns to 15. I mean, you do this. Yeah. I know this personally.
0: <laughs> well, then, I mean, that's just, you know, it's a marathon, not a race. And one of the things I try to teach my kids is an acronym called, I, I call it who high H U H I. And, uh, what that stands for is head, head up. So never be pouty mm-hmm. and, you know, go in the corner, whatever situation, but honor and integrity are the second things and you don't just get honor and integrity overnight right you got to earn that it's a it's a marathon you got to and that's where confidence comes in too because if you know you're doing the right thing for the customer both with honor and integrity both in your communications and what you're trying to put them in and solve their problems then you know that confidence of if the teal goes south you did everything you could the right way you know for the customer so um, and just be able to, I would say, brush that off and move on to the next one. So, again, it's just it it, it it's something that happens over time, and that's where that confidence comes in. Not just knowing the, your product and knowing your processes, but doing doing the right thing for the customer in the long run. Um, again, with honor and integrity, and and that goes back to you know team, who's teaching yeah. you that right and where it came from the foundation. And again, that's where manager roles come in and leadership does
1: well, and, and, and that's guys why what we're saying here, we're starting off with people, we're working our way down a process and then how technology, I think technology is going to overly connect kind of everything, you know, but okay, so give me that acronym one more time, because I like this, I think I need to make a t-shirt out of it. I know,
0: it? I wanted to. H-U-H-I. H-U-H-I. Head, Head up. up. Honor and integrity. Because uh-huh. here's the thing, no one can take your honor and integrity right they can take your job they can take your money they can take your whatever but as long as you did everything at the highest standards with integrity um, um they can't take that away from you that's why i try to teach again kind of that little military chant you know but who i you know i tell my kids hey who you know or i'll text them h-u-h-i especially if they're going through a you know particular challenge in their life um but just if anything keep your head up you know um, See, that's,
1: that's that's a beautiful process, and and look, I think there's something that actually. I, I love that
0: actually. If I had my dealership,
1: I think I would create a meeting right now about that. You know, because yeah. well, the cool thing is is what I think it does is not only because it does it give a process because you kind of follow a set. Right, first thing I do, put my head up. Right, it's a step. Right, and then then I take kind of a breath, and then I move forward, and then I revert all of my decisions or my actions back to those two things: honor yeah. and integrity right? And it's stress testing. So it's stress test, everything I do that continues to move forward. And those are the type of processes, I think too often in our industry, we think of processes. And what we're thinking is just like, here are the 12 steps to selling a car, right? You know, but I think there's a way to process, you know, honor and integrity, there's a way to process customer experience. And see that, that that's how we process that, that, that experience is, but we, we give, or I'm not give, I guess we empower. That's what it is. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're empowering your kids. We're empowering our staff. All right. Um, with a process that's of always kind of moving forward, you know, but at the core of it, our integrity for us our clients keeping at the core in the center of that. All right. Honor integrity around what we do and how we, how we, uh work our clients
0: yeah and i think as a manager if you know you're you've taught your team that Mm -hmm. then when you're not around things are going okay right and Mm -hmm. so you don't necessarily have to micromanage and you know start chipping away at people Mm -hmm. and obviously then they get defensive and then they you know and and so you obviously to be able to be a leader for that you've got to also have that quality but
1: no no look i'm glad you brought up micromanagement right because um Here's the thing with micromanagement, it works. This is the scary part, right? It can fundamentally work, right? You know I mean you can micromanage people to the point where you get the results. It sucks because it works, you know, and so there are a lot of people that fall into that category where they continue to micromanage them. Um, but the problem is with micromanagement is that it falls on to one individual being the key of those efforts, right? So those yeah. results are Th- th- those results happen because of the micromanaging efforts behind the one individual. But to your point, if that individual is not there, Yeah. then you have a full breakdown of it because people aren't being micromanaged and you know how it is when oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, parents are away, the kids will. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I have my team, they they kind of push back on some stuff that we we're tracking and, mm-hmm. um, how long their calls were how many people attended and so forth but when then we we were correlating that to how the dealers were doing you know how how their six how the dealers volume was doing how how successful they are turning fresh inventory and and so we're like trying to match those two things up if the dealer's not and we're using technology right we're 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 plugging in the numbers of how successful the dealerships and we're plugging in uh, how long their call was how many people attended that they send them takeaway notes and again initially when we're doing that they're getting pushback um but we're going hold on a second you got to understand that this isn't micromanaging you this has happened to be to give us insight on the dealers if the dealer's doing bad we need to a- maybe a longer call than 30 minutes. Maybe we need more people than just one person on the call. And if I can spoon feed you back uh, the data that says, Hey, here's the five accounts that you want to make sure you're on a little bit longer in the calls and make you see if you can get a couple other people to attend it. It's just going to benefit you in the long run. It benefits our dealer though, because you're, we're being proactive and helping them with their, with the dealership. So, um, you know, same thing could be said at, at the store level, you know, the manager can't be there all the time. So there are going to be some metrics in reports and things that um, you can rely on that seem like they're micromanaging, but they're not. They're there to, again, solidify what the dealer's trying to accomplish. But ultimately, again, getting um, dealers only going to function if they can make sales and, and take care of their customers.
1: That's true. And, and, and no, I, in fact, I thank you for actually kind of bringing that up to kind of clarify that, right? Because I think, you know, uh, when it's a people process and technology thing, it's it, it, it becomes a cultural thing. Right, it's like um, you have the right people, you got the right process, and you have the technology that kind of just continues that loop of people and process on a regular basis and keeps. And that technology can encompass, I call it kind of like the for me, it's like the wrapper on the candy, you know, it's just kind of just kind of keeps it all together. But you got all the good stuff, you know, inside. I will have to say, Jason, I spent some time with your um, um, analyst that's that's Mm -hmm. analyst, okay? Wow, I want to know where and how the hell you found some of these people? Because, you know, I, I mean, no, 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 seriously though. I, I've i had the opportunity to visit a lot of different companies, work with a lot of different companies, talk to a lot of different dealerships. Right. And there are, you know, um, there, there are certain people that just kind of breathe and live people process and technology. Yeah. And your, and your analysts do that. I was on, I was on a call with two of them this morning and it was just, it, it was just it was really cool to see. So like, for people out there, and I know I'm finding a, a rabbit hole here, but I want to go down this because, you know, how to find these people, you know, how to find this, this, this candy pot of, of amazing people. I'd love for yeah. you to kind of say, it, you know, kind of walk us through how you found these amazing people because they just, they live it, they breathe it. Now, I'm sure you had a big part in building that culture, you know, but, you know, how, how do we attract those type of individuals,
0: well, I guess a little bit of first and foremost, you know, I talked about honor and integrity, right? So the whole time I've done my career over since 97, you know, I always wanted to make sure that I am who I am and, uh, you know, whatever I represent online or do, you know, and so over time that's earned respect for people in the industry and, and that and alone. And again, it's a marathon, um, not a sprint. So on top of that is the people that, Pretty much yeah all my analysts i've never put an ad out that we're hiring for analysts and yet we you know we have about 10 of them on our team that were been all referrals and and either um current clients that left the dealership and wanted to see if there's opportunities here but most of it was um the referrals of my own team hey you know this person would be great because again my team knows what to do and expect right I always say if I got a micromanager I got the, the wrong people but they they know what our approach is right so they're not going to refer somebody that doesn't understand that or understand our culture right so or that could benefit from it you know there's a couple people on our team that's been you know hey he's a great car guy he he's working hard his family has dealerships um but He wants to be home more he wants to be able he's got kids and you know those retail hours are beating him up he'd be a perfect match for you guys because that's what you guys would do you know um so i would say get into the into your team um that understands your goals and your culture and your your mission statement and your whatever's to make sure that um i don't again nobody on your team is going to refer somebody that won't be a good match so those that's been our our easiest or i guess way to success i would say based on what you're talking about
1: well you know what i think is 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 so cool is um (laughs) jason i don't know if you even know this i mean it's it's how consistent they all beat the same drum Mm -hmm. you know look look i i find if i i mean like 10 people there's only gonna be a certain percentage of them that kind of are able to continue to beat at that same pace you know, some people a little off, some people a little faster, maybe some people a little quicker and stuff like that. But, you know, um, you you guys have done such an amazing job, I think, of kind of building this 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 culture uh, that allows them to kind of uh, uh, beat the drum. um, But they're beating the drum in in, in a way that's consistent. Right. Um, Every time I've ever been on a call with them, they're talking to a dealership, you know, and and they're going over the people the process and the, what the technology is identified, which we're going to get into the technology. Because again, I think, you know, you might have an amazing, you might have amazing people and you might have some really great documented processes at your dealership. But if you don't have that, that, that shiny, silvery coating, you know, wrapper of that, I call the technology, you know, holding it all together, then, you know, it just ultimately ends up melting away. Um, yeah. But let's, okay. So let's do that. Let's get into the technology side. Cause I've said enough of Sometimes I'll go on the rants. All right. Technology you yes. know uh, holding that all together how do you see that playing out inside of a dealership maybe some good examples some bad examples
0: oh um well i mean it all depends on what you're what you're going to utilize the technology for right mm-hmm. let's say stocking for example um you know a couple ways we look at technology or helping dealers with stocking would be kind of matching the customer's profile i think we talked about it earlier you know mm-hmm. a high percentage of my customers or leads are sitting in a certain price bucket i mean example i'm looking at a dealership right now that they have you know probably about 500 leads but over half of them are on cars under 25 grand you know and a good chunk of those are on compact and intermediate suvs and intermediate cars so if I'm out there buying large pickup trucks at $40,000, am I really meeting my customer's needs um, or at least the profiles that I get in my my lead database? So, you know, using technologies to make sure that goes back to that basics. What what am I what am I trying to accomplish, trying to help customers? OK, what are my customers wants and needs? Well, they want need 25 grand or less compact, intermediate cars or uh, compact, intermediate SUVs and try to try to fit that profile, because that's the other thing is if you can put those cars into your inventory then you can turn around and contact those customers of the database that you have um you know there's other things again the technology is going to be able to help you you know track all all the breakdown how many leads how many Mm -hmm. how many contacts how many uh you know contacts turn appointments how many showed how many sold how many delivered and so Mm -hmm. forth um but and finding those holes and you know here's the thing they say data doesn't lie right and so (laughs) the hard part is that's where you got to use technology to get that data. And we, we used to break it up. Like when I did internet deals, I, I fit there was a front and back end of the internet. Um, yes. The front end was the data, um, meaning, um, how many leads, how many appointments, um, and that would show me how many activities per lead that we're doing. And so if I increase my activity as increase some in my appointments, um, the back end, though, was the people part of it, and but there's a whole process there too. The back end of an internet deal was the shows and what happens when they showed up, and that's what I meant by a front and back. The front end could be great, call, email, and you're talking to the customer. You get them excited about the vehicle, excited about coming in and talk to you. You give them all the information, you send them videos, you're doing all the right things. Uh, but then once they show up
1: there's a breakdown
0: if yeah there's a breakdown i had that on a personal experience we person was great here i thought i got the deal with her when i got in oh no ask for the manager bob whoever (laughs) i show up at the dealership at my appointment time i asked for bob he comes out from the tower acting like i distressed him and who are you again i'm jason what are you here on i'm on that jeep which one that orange one Uh, that's still sitting out there in the grass by the highway oh okay well um come here uh johnny come here um this is jason he wants that jeep can you go get the keys and pull it up and so i'm sitting here for 10 or 15 minutes and and then they try to steal my trade and i had to pull out the whole hey i'm in the business card you know Mm -hmm. after you know an hour of test drives and them trying to steal my trade and i go hold on guys i so, anyways, there, you know, that back end just fell apart. Okay. So, technology can only tell me I'm doing a great job on the front end. Of course. Right. But I could kind of see it on the back end too, meaning, hey, if I got 100 leads and I got half of them to give me appointments, well, at least half of those should show up. Okay. That's well, they did. Nice. And then at le- I should at least close half of those. But if I'm only closing a third of them, well, something's falling apart. You know, what's falling apart when they get here? Um, so a technology can't solve the problem of having bad management, not being prepared for appointments, uh, but it can point it out. Right. Um, well, it,
1: it keeps, it keeps that engine going, you know, like um, for example, um, uh, you, you had great people. You talked to, you spoke, you spoke to someone really pleasant. Uh, they made you feel comfortable enough. You decided to come into the dealership. You know, there was were there some great people there. Right. And then, boom, you hit a process breakdown. The fact that, man, you didn't even know who the hell you were, what you were even there for. I mean, just like I, you know, and that and that's hard, right? Because, you know, I've said on the internet side as well. I, you know, I ran the BDC and it's like, oh my God, we spent, we spent so much time just to convince this person how amazing we are and they should come to us because there's 72 other orange wranglers out there, but we're yeah. the ones that are the best for it. And then Boom, within the first, you know, 45 seconds, full process breakdown. Who are you? What are you sure. here for? I mean, yeah. you know, like lay the lay the red carpet out, you know. Um, but I've no, I've seen this very, very similar. I've also seen this the same when it comes to like appraising a vehicle. You know, um you know, I talked to a BDC rep and the BDC rep makes me feel comfortable and great. Says, this is gonna be the process, and then I show up and it's like <laughs> <laughs> were they did I come to the wrong dealership <laughs> That's I what it. I felt like, huh? you know um but but I think you know, you know going back to what we're talking about here is you know at the, at the core of what the upbus podcast is it's about being proactive and you know if we're not using the technology to help us be proactive and identifying people problems or process problems what, 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 what,
0: you know, and I and I did this before too there's another good example my um was leasing my and i might have talked about this one before but i was leasing my daughter a uh honda and Mm -hmm. you get a pretty decent payment on that and um we went in and spent a couple hours at the dealership knowing we didn't know what we wanted so we're looking at honda hrvs and crvs and then which package and so forth and we worked out you know which one was right or wrong for us we did we did the credit app and we got the payments right and what we need to put down but we just couldn't take delivery at that point in time and so we were going to come back another day and so just to get that all you know just pick the car up essentially and you know they here here's a couple things they dropped again they they waited for us to show up obviously and and here is the thing i think it was like five o'clock and i'm like well we should be there less than an hour we are already done everything it's a three or twelve thousand mile lease so we don't need a warranty and all that kind of stuff should just be an in and out no trade in just in and out and um so it was like five o'clock but we also had our daughter who was probably only like four three or four at the time and they were dinner times typically six six thirty and so we're like "Ah, it'll be fine it'll be fun let's go into the dealership and we'll be done right around dinner time we can all go to dinner and you know in the new car and have her drive a new car to dinner and celebrate right well we get there and again they barely were ready for us and then two they try to come out and sit down with us with a template technology right and, yep. and they're trying to upsell us on the on the uh you know, wheel and you know um, windshield protection things and stuff painting and fab and i'm like i told my wife you know maybe we should get it and my wife's like no we don't need to it's another 10 or 15 bucks it wasn't that much more a month because again i was worried about my daughter being in her you know, sure. teens or 20 curb in a car going through the drive through. She's got a 30 minute drive to her college, which is just country highway. So she could hit a deer. She could or chip her windshield or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and door dings down at college, you know, on, on campus. But, um, my wife's like, no. And they came back down and they like five or eight bucks. And by then my wife's just frustrated. She's like, no, you know, it's fine. We don't need it. And then, uh, then they're, whole computer system broke down their little tablet they just couldn't do it and this is a young kid who's probably new to finance probably never done paper financing you know print <laughs> so it took us over two to three hours we we're getting frustrated my kids oh, getting tired they're getting crabby they're like, can we just leave we're just hungry can we leave and you come back and the guy's like well i'm almost done he barely he left us hanging and it was just a horrible experience i took it took over three hours we didn't even go to dinner we couldn't enjoy the thing oh, but my point sweet. being was um one if they would have called me again being proactive hey Jason sure. we're getting ready for uh you coming in we have a couple questions would you be interested in this this and this mm-hmm. we want to make sure your paperwork's all ready to go when you get here and at that point in time because I would have done the curb, you know the wheel and the windshield thing at that point in time it's if they would have said it's bucks, only eight right? bucks more you know you want to throw it in um I'd be probably like yeah go ahead and do it and then we would have went in there and we would have signed probably within 15 minutes have been done and out of there, it would have been one of the best experiences we've had.
1: You would have gone to the dinner, do. everyone would have been happy, and you would have told 10 other people how great and frictionless
0: All they had to do was call me and, and say, hey, we're getting your paperwork ready. I want everything tied up before you get here. And if they they would have got another sale upsell on the paint fab, all that warranty stuff that um, turned into just a mess. And because my wife got involved, not that, but, not that I couldn't sit fine, I'm going to do it either, either way and sign the extra five or eight bucks. They're going to charge me on it. It was just the frustration of, of sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. And by that time, it's like, no, we don't need nothing. Just give us the freaking paperwork so we can go. We're starving, you know.
1: Anyways. look, No, but that's a perfect example of utilizing technology with a bad process. Yeah. Right. Like a delivery is a delivery. A delivery.
0: Should know, three or 12 lease. I mean, come on, yeah, no del-
1: trade, <laughs> not only that, but delivery is a celebration.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, to me, to me, look, the, the, to me, I, I pull out the stops, man. I balloons, uh, streamers, poppers, music, whatever I can do. Right. Because this is the last thing I could do to send you off. And this is what you're going to tell this. It's the very point. See, here's the
0: thing. Well, hold on. This is my daughter's first new car she got to buy, and it was a horrible experience. That's,
1: That's the experience that she's going to remember forever, right? I mean, look, I understand like, like things happen and things break down at dealership. And I I look, there are times that I could have fumbled the ball maybe a couple times through the overall purchase experience, but the one place, the one I mean, you were literally you're five yards from the touchdown. You you cannot fumble the bloody ball. It's gotta be just a full-on. It's in, it's done. It's good. like and 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 celebrate the living crap out of it. Um but you know, there you go. That was a good use of a use of technology, but in a bad process. And you know, it wasn't the people. you know it was it was the, it was the, that young person knew following a process all right, that didn't have the customer at the center of it. When picking up the vehicle should not be nothing but just a, a celebratory dance at the end goal, and you know, and it should be fun. It's because look, because I've fought, look, I've had bad experiences. There are things I've fumbled, but I can make that up in that delivery. I hundred percent can because that's what they're going to remember. That's what they're going to tell. Yeah. That's what they're going to tell their ten friends, even though maybe I fumbled the ball a couple times on the way on the way to it. Anyways.
0: Well, even to the point where when they want to go over the car and the features are like, we'll figure it out. We're d- we got to go. Oh, you no, know, we <laughs> just we got to go. It's like, and so, I, you know, I bought dozens of cars, so it wasn't a big deal. I understand. I've been in dealerships. I know how things can happen. But man, for her to have that as her first experience buying a car was just horrible.
1: Well, you know what, though? And I think everybody out there watching listening can relate in some way like this, you know, uh, recently at a restaurant. Everything was amazing until I asked for the check. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I mean, we have 30 minutes for the check to come. You know, it was like, you know, what, what was the breakdown? Everything was amazing. But uh, no, but look, guys, I know where there's technology,
0: technology that you can scan yes. a QR code at your table and pay for it and walk out. But I love that stuff, man. I, I tell you that
1: when they when that came out and I was like, I, I don't have to wait. wait. The kids are done. I'm, I can go. You know, because yeah. you know how it is with young kids. They're done. They're done. No, yeah. Um, like you need to get out of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll go
0: wait in the car. My teenager would say that I'm going to go wait in the car.
1: I'm going to go in the car, but, but look, look, guys, I know we're joking. We're having a little bit of fun here, but look at the core of this. That's what this topic was, right? Enhancing the customer experience through people process and technology. And, you know, you have to look at all three and you need a stress test. Um, Jason, I love your acronym again for everybody out there watching H U H I. All right.
0: Head up honor and integrity. love
1: it, man. Absolutely awesome. Hey, um, thanks so much for taking the time to get with me today, Jason. This has been a lot of fun. For everybody out there watching and listening, if you'd like to see more great and amazing UpBus content, you got to check out theupbus.com. All right. Great. They're always putting up new tidbits, new content. You got to check it out. We're, we're keeping it updated on a regular basis. Um, and always new and exciting stuff to come uh, this yeah. is episode number six um we thank you for you know participating but hey this is not this is far from the last episode there's a lot more great content to come and some very cool surprises to come along with that jason thanks. jason thank you for taking the time champion I mean, this has been fun
0: thank you jason
1: <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the up bus podcast with your hosts jason harris and jason rice To stay up to date with all our content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.